Streaming live from the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com. I'm coming. I'm coming, baby. I'm coming. Come and come. Help me. Make your baby understand. Don't try love, let's take command. Love can be a two-sided thing. You never get more than you. Welcome to the Groovathon. I am 
Tony C. Of course, as always, I am joined live in the studio by the master of production engineering, the man who makes sure that our groove is satiny smooth. Say hello to Los Churches. I pull the levers. <laughs> gave you the good one there. I give you the nice long L on that one. Nice hang time. The nice hang time on that, of course. And there you go. I was up there, man. It's like I went off a trampoline in mid, mid-word. Of course, every group Don centers around an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody who is tuning in live and downloading here in America and around the world. Y'all and has been. We're now, check it out, 2017. Happy New Year, pal. There we go. I made it from 2015 to 16 and now the brand new year. So you got any resolutions? Uh, I don't do the resolution thing. I just try to like do more of what I know I'm supposed to be doing. Okay, know? I can. I just like like I just reset the 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 zeros on everything. Like the <laughs> walking more. You know, let's see how much better I can do this year well, than I, the I year before. Like, you I know, mean, so far, so far, so good. <laughs> uh, Still, you know, got some, haven't been arrested got, yet. Got, got five days of skating lined up in a row, <laughs> and we've got um, Iron Man lemon uh, helmet. You like the lemon, you Iron like Man that one? helmet on a cat. How's that for a good way to start? Uh, one off one in a row. One in, we've got <laughs> we the Iron Man helmet. They come on. I saw that. I was like, that's really funny. Yeah, <laughs> when life gives you lemon, lemons, you make a little yeah. Iron Man helmet for your kitty. We got lots of stuff to get to today, of course. Uh, let me see what do we got? A reinterpretation of Cheech and Chong's comedy as prophecy. I've got uh, the Keurig brand of laziness, which has now gone full on Coke. Okay, Keurig for lazy people. Okay, like it's like you couldn't get any lazier. Okay, with Keurig, We're, I've now found a way to make it even lazier. And forget Santa Claus, because it is Google. That knows when you're sleeping and knows when you're awake and knows exactly where you were in either case. They have now have a tracking device that I found. You can go online and see where you've been. It tracks everything. So this is right up your alley. I found this one. And wow. do you know what else I found? I found for you. I've got to find. I've got to pull this up. It's the ten great MacGuffins in film history. Oh, awesome! I, like, I, I, I just like working that word in the conversation. I know, and one of them has to do with Star Wars. So, bonus Excellent. package for you. All right. So, I figured you'd totally like that. I get to discuss that and the explain it to pre- the audience. <laughs> plus, predictably, I am going to absolutely, I'm going to take the little teeny pebble at the top of the hill, and I'm going to start the uh, Trump rise to power conspiracy theory ball rolling on down the hill. All right. I want to get that started right now. Okay. I want to be numero uno in conspiracy theories, and I think I've got one. All right. I'll play along. I think I've got one here that actually has... A chance of being real. Okay, okay, I don't know it for a fact, but I know it for a fact. All you right. know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. I mean, I can throw it. look, Lincoln said it on the internet, and the, so yeah, therefore yeah, it must right. be true. Of course, all of that is going to be surrounded by two hours. The finest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. Means just past two o'clock and the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Hollywood, Florida. That means it's just past 9 o'clock on Kau and the Big Island, just past 7 o'clock in the Emerald Isle, Blessed Plot, Lisbon, Portugal, and the rest of Western Europe. Yo, Graham Smash, you about ready to... I'm uh, ready. You get ready 2017 on a groovy start. I'm ready. Beautiful, baby. Saddle up and stick around. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
my goodness gracious, let me just take this time out to pull a rhyme out and update this for you and yours, simply because some MCs have luck but suck, so I pluck them like feathers on the back of a chicken, cause I'm mad like a bit when my man should sick him, positive is the mind state, but it can still mean that I will kick a ill, malicious like me right, suckers they force me to knock them all out and they think they know things like what I'm about and they try to analyze, criticize, scandalize, the outcome is death, don't ask me to sympathize, realize that I'm not to be played with, I flip so fast, you won't know I'm the same kid, I'm tired and fed with all the weak stuff said, all that phony baloney that went out like pro kids, you've got no less, so you shoot blanks, it's me the crowd thanks as I step to the top ranks, banking my money and investing it wisely, snatching up jumps when they try to sneak by me, I'm the dominant one, call me the prominent one, and as I'm speaking I'll be bombing the dumb. Deaf and blind, cause I was born with a shot mind. Eating MCs with ease like it's lunchtime or crunch time. When they get done without warning, I'll bust that butt from nighttime till morning. Your song's boring, and so I'm scoring much points. Cause when it's time to throw joints, I cause havoc. The mic I grab is like savage. I invade the stage and make you get off. The force is like a 3-8 blowing your head off. And that's just in case you might be wearing a vest. Cause you're simply a pest in this mess. I suggest you take a rest. Sleep sun deep one or two of these lines here. Arranged by a great brain, delivering rhymes clear and concise with a nice dope voice and killing a face like a taste of some poison. Punks are thinking they're all of that. Their voices are all flat. They're finding in it in the whack rappers all on that. Me follow that hollow crap, no way, Jose. I'll seek out a better sound to something from air place. Days will go by and soon you'll know why. MCs like me will rise like the Enterprise. Starship headed straight for the target destination. A place where no perpetration is permitted. The gurus with it to explain how some MCs are scared to ride in a fourth train or any other train in the city. For that matter, playing a role that they stole like they're batter. But I know they ain't, so I'll paint the real picture. My vocals go solo and like a bolo, I'll hit ya. Square in your face or crack the ribs in your chest. Cause you thought your off-brand jam was the best. You fess cause you guessed people would be impressed. I'm gonna bust that bubble on the double. Take the rest. Wanna buy my rhymes, but mine cost too much. I'm the innovative one. Call me the creative one. And I won't stop till the job is done. All the slobs just run when I come to get some. Cause they know better. Let your challenge this go getter. They get bust, you can trust, cause I won't let a booty ass rapper get wins against me. I guarantee that I won't act friendly. Cause crabs have a nerve and deserve to get whipped on. Their girls get kissed on, but they get flipped on. I slaughter and slay, or slap them up quick. Cause the lyrics they kick make me seriously sick. No substance, no value, but nevertheless, they're getting daytime play. But I still say things. I 
time for America's favorite daytime fun show, Let's Make a Dope Deal. Yes, Let's Make a Dope Deal, where young pushers try to parlay their stash into that really big connection and jump up into dealerhood. And our first contestant today on Let's Make a Dope Deal is former head of the philosophy department at Harvard University. He is the holder of a Ph.D., an M.A., a B.A., and is a B.M.F. besides. Would you please give a big warm welcome for Bob Bitchin? Come on, let's have a hammer, Bob Bitchin. Here he is, all the way from Harvard, Bob Bitchin. Well, it's really great to have you on the show tonight, Bob. How you doing? Bitchin. Bitchin. Well, isn't that far out and solid and right on, Bob? Tell us, Bob, here's the question I ask of all our contestants. What made you drop out? Well, a lot of people think it was the 400 acid trips they took, you know. Uh-huh, but what was it really, Bob? One day I played Black Sabbath at 78 speed, man. And then what happened? I saw God. You I've saw done God. That, well, that sounds like true enlightenment to me, yeah, Bob. Yeah, uh, Bob, funk. what have you been doing with all those degrees? I noticed you had a Ph.D., an M.A., and a B.A. What have you been doing with all that knowledge? Making candles, man. <laughs> Making candles. Well, that sounds creative, Bob. What kind of candles are they? Oh, they're really neat table candles, you know. Table candles? Yeah, you pour wax on a table. Uh-huh. And you set it on fire, man. Well, that sounds like a hot item, Bob. Okay, you ready to play our game? Yeah, man. Okay, here we go. Now, you know the rules. You get fronted with a stash of 50 keys, and you can wager part of them or just some of them on any one of our tests. 50 keys? 50 keys. Can I quit now? <laughs> no, not yet, Bob. You have to play our game. Okay, Bob, how many want to wager on the first test? All of them. All of them is going to shoot the works or mainline, as we call it here on Let's Make a Dope Deal. Okay, Bob, for 50 keys, what is your name? You have 60 seconds. Hey, I know that one, man. Starts with a B. Father, what is it? Is that I knew it when I came in here, man. <laughs> Ends with a B. Oh, don't tell me. <laughs> Happy birthday. Ten seconds, Bob. Bob, 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 you're right, Bob. And you win 50 keys for the Tensions Mountain here on Let's Make a Dope Deal. how do you get on it? Oh, boy, Bob, now you have 100 keys. Almost did. Okay, here we go for the second plateau. How many keys do you want to wager this time? All of them. All of them is going to shoot the works again, huh? What balls he has. Okay, here we go, Bob, for another 100 keys. How many joints are in a lid? 30 seconds. Oh, I know that one. <laughs> Two. Okay. Two. Yeah, I rolled big joints. Our judges say that's okay. They rolled big joints too. Big and you win another hundred games. Boy, the pressure's building here. We go, Okay, okay now we're going for the big and final <laughs> test. Okay, in front of you, you see three doors marked. Door number one, door number two, and door number three. Number Behind two. one of those doors, Bob, three, is 50 man. pounds of Lebanese blonde hash. Oh. Makes your eyes red just thinking about them, huh? Okay, Bob, I'm gonna make you do it. I'll give you fifty dollars and fifty reds for your keys right now. Oh, take the reds. No, man. I'll give you a thousand dollars and fifty reds. I want the hash. He wants the hash. Okay, Bob, here we go. Now I must remind you that behind the other two doors are narcs. Okay, Bob, here we go. What'll it be? Will it be door number one, door number two, or door or what? Uh, narcs. There's two narcs behind the other. I'll take the bread, man. I'm sorry, Bob. It's too late. You have to choose. What'll it be? One, two, or three? Four. No, no, Bob. There's only three. I know you're nervous. Okay. One, two, or three? Two, one. Two, one. Oh, one. Number three, man. Number three. One, two. Three, two, one. What's he doing? One, one, one. Black light, no tap backs. Okay. You chose door number one. Let's see who's behind that door. It's Officer O'Malley, the FBI. You're busted. Join us next week when we play Let's Make a Dope Deal. What happened?
funk? A delic, baby. There you go. Eddie Hazel and Finds That Super Super from Maggot Brain came out in 71. Fantastic album. Eddie Hazel does the guitar and the vocals on that puppy right there. Before that, interesting little tune I came across by uh, a couple of guys called the Rilfen Brothers. They have a uh, kind of like this series of videos they've done in a uh, kind of a 50s sci-fi. Mm. It's called the B-Movie series. And uh, that one was called 50 Sci-Fi. It's, it's interesting stuff. It's on uh, YouTube. They've got a bunch of them out there. Kind of goofy, kind of fun. Interesting music. Though. I like that. For that Aerosmith from their first album, Aerosmith, Walking a Dog. I have got, I, I went through uh, some, you know, I was going through a whole bunch of stuff. I was transferring stuff, you know, to make sure it's not on the computer. So when my computer goes, which it inevitably will, I have everything on the, you know, the standalone. Yes. That terabyte thing you, you told me to get. Yes. Which is great. So I'm going through a bunch of stuff on that. I found at least, this is not, this is not an exaggeration, at least 10 different versions of Walking the Dog I've got. Wow. I've got 10 versions of walking because you know you punch it in in your computer and it shows you all the different. Right, yeah. I've got ten versions of walking a dog at least, at least it's it. because you know why not? It's a great freaking song. Before that, we go way back on this one, Cheech and Chong. Oh yeah, we love. I chuckled just seeing the title. <laughs> I know, <laughs> yeah. literally just yeah. <laughs> knowing that it's coming up makes me laugh because I know how funny it is. I love that stuff from Big Bamboo. Let's make a dope deal for that gang star. Take a rest from Step in the Arena, nineteen ninety one. That was their second album. Awesome from start to finish. Uh, one of the great albums out there. And kicking off the show, Stevie Salas. Yeah, the Groove Line, of course, from Electric Pow Wow in ninety four. So you get things off to a nice start there. I was, you know, as I was telling you, I'm going through a whole bunch of stuff. And one of the things that I came across, um, like basically within the same like 15 minute period was the movie the aristocrats which is about that joke yes you know i you know i go into don't ruin it i'm not gonna ruin (laughs) don't ruin don't ruin the joke (laughs) right (laughs) okay but the the thing was is that one of the other videos i came across was gg allen's last show i have uh his last show from downtown the village and he he like walks out and onto the street completely naked Walks around the village. He ended up ODing later on mm. that night. So I've got that. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, Gigi Allen, he's the original aristocrat. He go, you know, shit on stage, cut yourself, do all kinds of, what's the name of your show? The Sophisticates. That was The Sophisticates. So there you go, Gigi. You know, it's like uh, Johnny Cash, the original gangster rapper, because he once shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. He's the original gangster rapper, the baddest motherfucker out there. The uh, Cheech and Chong thing, you know, there are uh, a bunch of companies now. The Green Rush is on. It's on. Oh, Lord. I, and the, the amount of things that are out there, there's one company, Startup Launches Automated System, it claims, it claims, makes it easy to grow marijuana at home. And it's okay. literally, it's, an, it's a self-enclosed thing. You basically put the seed in this thing and you put, you know, it's got like places for all of your... Uh, chemicals and water and nutrients and stuff. And then once you put it in, it's got a light. It automatically, you close it, it grows. Uh-huh. You know? And the one that really kind of caught my eye from the ultimate laziness was Startup Creates the Keurig of Marijuana. The company is called Canacorp. It's from Massachusetts. The device is called the Canacloud. Uh, it goes for about 150 bucks, And each pod... Cost between six and seven dollars. Basically, you put a pod of pot into this thing, and it what it does is it fills a container. Then you take out the container and you draw the smoke 
from that. Okay. I'm thinking, how fucking lazy do you have to be at this point? I mean, literally, that's now. Yeah. You know, okay. I understand if you if you're smoking weed, your energy level not at a hundred percent. I get it. I understand. But for the love of God, could you not just grab a bud and stick it in the bong? Do you, have I, you, I, I'm afraid that's uh, that's what I'm guilty of. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, you've got to draw the line. <laughs> no, I I do that. I'm I'm very lazy when it when it comes to it. It's, uh, so, but one of the things I was looking up is that um, Keurig sold enough K cups in 2014. You ready for this? Hmm. To circle the Earth 12 times, and they're filled. These are plastic, right? Cups. So for all you tree hugging, fucking yeah, stock it. wearing, I don't, I don't do the Keurig tie dye clad people. I use recycled brown coffee filters. In <laughs> that's my right. Twenty dollar Mister Coffee Maker that I've had for like twenty I, years. I have that's Mister Coffee. Love sure. it. The best coffee I ever had was a cup of coffee I made this morning at home. I yeah, get my coffee I, all brought mm-hmm. in from Hawaii, so I love that stuff. Here was one that uh, that caught my eye that I thought you'd be interesting in. There, it, Google Maps has been tracking your every move, and there is a website to prove it. You can log on, mm-hmm. and it will show you where you've been. And they can keep track of you, obviously. There's a device on your phone. I guess you can turn it off to make them stop yeah. doing that. But I didn't know that. Sure, I did. I turned mine off periodically, just as a battery-saving Really? Oh, I didn't even know that. So, you know, I went in and freaked me. It's kind of, it's a little spooky. Yeah. You know? Like, they always know where you are. So I was like, Santa, forget Santa. Google's the man. You know? He knows when you're sleeping and when you're awake and all that. Uh, Another thing that happened, um, this one is a gentleman named Steve Nelson, who is now retiring as the principal from the high school I went to, Calhoun on the Upper West Side, wrote... um, an interesting book that came out, it's called First Do No Harm, Progressive Education in a Time of Existential Risk. And uh, the quote from Matt Damon, whose mother, he's big, his mom's a teacher, mm-hmm. and he's really big into this stuff. He is a massive, massive advocate. You know, I believe teachers should be paid like lawyers and vice versa. That's, sure. That's the way I think. And he wrote, he goes, Steve, Steve Nelson helps us understand education in a way that deepens our awareness of the profound impact education has has on children's lives and the society and world we live in. And he spells out a vision of real educational reform. He argues that all children deserve a progressive education, not just the privileged few, an education that will enliven their lives with joy and possibility and help them contribute to the betterment of society and our planet so the name of the book is first do no harm progressive education in time of existential risk it's by steve nelson and you know this is one of those things from my high school i went calhoun's a very progressive high school we didn't have uh classrooms we we didn't have you know we didn't have homeroom we had clusters okay there were no actual rooms it was all open okay spaces Mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing i'm grateful that i got my education there um, I still have tons of friends from from high school, and they're some of the coolest people I've ever known. They turned out, you know, they turned out turned out better than I did. I'll tell you that for for a fact. So that's some of the stuff that uh, that caught my eye. There was so much stuff, you know. I really haven't spoken about anything basically since Thanksgiving, since the election. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the election happened. Then I don't know, you know, what happened. Then I went away for Thanksgiving. Right. Then I came back at the end of the year show. Which was all groove and gratitude. So we didn't talk about what has happened, what has mm. gone down. And later on in the show, we're we're going to get into it. 
We have to. Okay. <laughs> we have to. They're, okay. They're, you, you can't not say something about it. And I, um, I, you know, I just think it's interesting when when the leader of the the soon to be leader of the free world goes. Well, you know, computers are making things a little hard. You know, complicated. Complicated. He wants us to go back to couriers. This guy's. I think this guy has seen no. the Kevin Costner film The Postman one too many times. I, I don't give him that much credit <laughs> for thinking that we we ought to right. No, he watched Waterworld. No, he he <laughs> he knows that the, he because he was in on it. He was in on it, and so uh, of course he's going to answer a question like that by saying some more of his w- famous word salad. Sal, you know, Sarah Palin gave him the recipe for that, so he's just going to say some <laughs> gobbledygook. Oh yeah, computers are complicated. Who knows what's going on there? Look over there. That's basically yeah. so we're gonna get we're gonna get into that after the next set after I grab something to eat I am starving I can't believe I'm so hungry because I had to run out of the house today what you do you didn't do anything for New Year's either did you you and I, I, I with my fourteen uh, year old yeah 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 we stay away no, from the purge amateur night yeah I wasn't feeling well I was actually going to go out and spend a night with uh, with Di and then I was just feeling under the weather and you know my my. And I'm, I'm I'm talking to my mom. She's like, "So what are you doing?" I'm like, "What are you talking about? I've got the door triple locked. I've mm, got a chair sure, yeah. underneath mm-hmm. the little door handle mm-hmm. there. Right, right. And I live in a gated community. Gun, for gun God's sake! Up. I had a very pleasant time. We stayed up. You know, we did the countdown. You did. You know, the we celebrated. Thing. Yeah, my fourth. I like months. watching the uh, the thing on CNN with uh, what's her name. Yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. hilarious. It's Kathy what she Griffin. To do. Yeah, yeah, and she's hilarious. Man, <clears throat> just watching just watching what she does to Anderson Cooper. Just watching how badly she can embarrass the poor guy, like on live television. That shit cracks me up. I like Kathy Griffin. I, I don't know. No, what she's else. good. What else to say? You know, I used to, when I lived out in Hawaii, I was trying to tell someone I'm watching, you know, the, the ball drop, and it's 7 o'clock at night in mm-hmm. Hawaii. And they're like, oh, well, New Year's isn't for five hours. I'm like, no, 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 no. When Dick Clark says it's New Year's, it's New mm-hmm. Year's for the whole fucking world. That's it. He is the final word. They can resurrect him from the grave, and all he's got to say is, Happy New Year. That's when it's New Year's. You can show me all the fireworks you want from Hong Kong and the bridge over Sydney and over, you know, whatever. No. It's New Year's when it's New Year's in Times Square and Dick Clark says so. If Dick Clark is 10 minutes late, well, then New Year's is 10 minutes All right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, my Australian friend was sending me, you know, WhatsApp messages showing the fireworks and everything from Australia. And I'm like, oh, it's tomorrow over there. It's like time travel. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's like a message from next year. I, I, I said, is Donald Trump still president? <laughs> She's like, yeah. Oh, it sucks. So it wasn't a nightmare. It's true. It's true. Ah, uh, well, we're going to keep the, you know, we've got there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that I have found. There's a there's an interesting article that got written. I'm going to be bringing up later about why Trump's election is going to be good for the arts. I I, I know. Okay, no, I'm waiting, I, I'll, you know it's it's one of those things. It can't seems wait. like an can't anomaly. Wait to hear this one. It seems like an anomaly. Can't wait. But the person who wrote the article makes a very good point, and so I I, I, I read through the entire thing and jotted down some notes here and. I can't believe it, but I think it might actually be true. But we're going to keep the groove going here. What do I have coming? Oh, please. There you go, baby. Worth its weight in gold. Rally round from True Democracy at Steel Pulse on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
amazing thing about 1984 is that Orwell presumed that when the totalitarian era began, and he, of course, saw the uh, beginnings of it in Stalin's Russia, he presumed that the media that just pumps out lies to a, to a completely complacent public, he presumed that media would be built by the government. He presumed that the manipulative, dishonest media would be created by the manipulative, dishonest politicians. Even George Orwell didn't foresee a world in which the population, the punters, the voters, would create their own manipulative, dishonest media. Even George Orwell didn't foresee how mad things have gone in 2016, where an election has been pretty much decided on the other side of the Atlantic, and arguably a referendum has been decided here based on absolute lies, disseminated by man-made media, not government-made media.
Funk and more funk. Maceo Parker got to get you. That's a live version. 
Uh, it was originally done by Maceo Parker and all the King's men. Um, that is from Life on Planet Groove. It's a live album that came out. It's got uh, basically a whole bunch of the guys from uh, the JB's. Uh, you know, James Brown's horn section got together. So you've got Fred Wesley and Pee Wee Ellis. Uh, the uh, vocals on that done by Kim Mazzell. Uh, First Lady of House Music. She's dynamite on that. So absolutely a must-own. Uh, Life on Planet Groove. All of those Maceo Parker albums are fantastic. But when you've got Pee Wee Ellis and Fred Wesley playing along, it's great for that. A guy named James O'Brien is talking about uh, how James, you know, how George Orwell couldn't foresee the misinformation coming from the people themselves. So I thought that was an interesting little tidbit in there. Rock Pile, Fool for Too Long from there. I guess their only album, Seconds of Pleasure. I don't think they, I think it's the only album they actually have out that they did in the studio. Came out when I was in, when I was in high school before that. Ike Turner and the Kings of Rhythm doing Funky Mule. Uh, they have an album that came out back in uh, late 60s, 68, 69. Uh, A Black Man's Soul. Kicking it off. One of my favorites, Steel Pulse. Worth his weight in gold, rally around the flag from True Democracy, one of my favorite albums right there. I actually met uh, Steel Pulse when I was working at Tower. That guy, David Dredd, signed the album. He goes, all hail Tony the Chief. So I thought that was pretty, you nice. know, that was, yeah, I thought that was actually kind of cool. All right, you ready? Here we go, right. Trump. Um, there were a number of things. I mean, I've got them all written down here, but I thought one of the funniest things is that I had a friend of mine, big-time conservative, and he would always say, look, comrade. You know, that was his thing to me. You yeah, look yeah. comrade. Now, now who's the comrade, pal? Right. You know, it was uh, Joseph Stalin who said, the people who cast the votes don't decide an election. The people who count the votes mm-hmm. do, which I thought was uh, pretty interesting on that. So uh, let me see what else we've got in here. The essay that uh, I was talking about was written um, by a guy named Patrick Symes. And it says, why Trump will be good for the arts. All right. And he points out some very interesting things. He goes, there's plenty of evidence that fear is good. It stimulates, motivates, and gives focus. Fear gives the body and mind a kind of adrenal, 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 adrenal cleanse, a cocktail of cortisol and norepinephrine that sets the heart racing and floods your capillaries with oxygen and glucose. Um... And he says, you know, it's, he, he points out that the relationship seems contrary. You would think, you know, these guys, I mean, they're all going to take a look at the NEA and just squash it within an inch of its life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, he said, poet, he said, you know, uh, September 11th is a sobering example. Uh, poetry, the deepest of emotional wells, was precious in that moment of national grief. Um he pointed out that since the election, creative people have been feeling a little short of oxygen. And he says, you know, it, they, the world, you know, they, they feel frustrated because they see the incoming, uh, you know, administration as one that is going to be, that is going to treat them as second class citizens. It's, it's art. I mean, the business of America is business. Who gives a shit about you, you know, whatever artsy fartsy crap. You're doing, we're here to drill sure. oil. Right. But um, he points out, um, you know, in uh, in this article, he, he said that, um, I'm trying to find it right here. 
uh, Trump is the elected president. Yeah, he goes, I don't know. But it, he, he really basically says that in these times, this is when artists do their greatest stuff, when, when they are the most berated, the most you know, uh, okay. feeling set, set upon. This is what spurs <clears throat> art to do great things. Sure. This is a time, you know, and you take a look at Hamilton, that event that went on at Hamilton mm-hmm. when Pence went in. He said, this could be the great time for theater. These people have a voice. And this is when the voice of art really can take shape and make a difference. I don't know. If well, you- certainly, um, you know, I do, and, and perhaps you do as well, consider yourself a, uh, a spoken word artist. Um, you know, I do, and I make no no apologies for that. I mean, that's it's, um, among the most ancient of the arts, right up there with cave painting, all right, is the, the, uh, the spoken word. <clears throat> so, uh, yes, certainly I feel very inspired, and I'd like to speak uh, as an artist. I feel very inspired right now, no question about it, that times like these do uh, light a fire under the artist's ass. However, by that logic, um, you know, the state should persecute artists because, uh, hey, you're going to get some good art out of them that way. <laughs> the state, in my opinion, the state ought to be out of the arts, and that includes, and here's some controversy for oh, you. Oh, no, the NEA, I'm, I'm with you on that. <clears throat> uh, I, I don't like it. I like public it, television. See, I like Sesame Street I like, shit. I like art, and that is why I don't want my... I don't want a government official spending my tax dollars on what someone else other than me – and basically, it's as simple as that. Art is subjective. So anyone other than me, all right, their taste sucks, and I really don't care. I really don't care uh, what their taste is, what their pedigree is, what qualifies them to spend my money on my behalf uh, supporting this artist or that artist. Fuck that guy or that chick, whoever they are, because they're not me. I will support art Right. Well, it'd be based on be, based on what I like. I don't what, want the government making that choice because then you have state-sanctioned art. It's well, as simple as that. I, you know, on the one hand... I agree, and on the other hand, I just think that there's there's art that wouldn't exist if it had if it didn't have. And I, I, I specifically, I, I think I would like to call Charles Darwin to the stand um, uh, to to address that point. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I, I'm just talking about things in, in particular because I mentioned um, uh, Sesame Street stuff like that. Mm, you know, uh, when that, you have PBS and that's that kind different of because stuff that's and, education. All right, and. I mean, to me, all right, so it's getting funding from there. All right, like, how about get their funding, you know, from education? How about fund some education? And that's educational program. Well, I'd love to and see, that, I'd love to see know, more money spent on educating people this about is a, art, this where, is, where art sure. was part of the educational curriculum. And, and, and indeed, indeed, using it to, to, buy, to buy education, art education, paint, supplies, mediums, that, that I'm all for. That I'm all for. Well, you know, to- in any event, this guy, he made, you know, it's, it's an interesting article. It's worth reading. And, you know, uh, it got me to thinking, you know, I mean, what, what are we going to get out of this from an art point of view? And where's it going to go? I mean, Rage Against the Machine, they're going to have to get, you know. Well, immediately the comedy. <laughs> yeah, I well, mean, that's already, that's been, yeah, but that's, that's, been going on. that's, that's too easy. I don't think so. Uh, Comedy is not easy. Although, although he is, he is making it very I'm easy. Basically, you don't need Monica. to write anything. You don't need to write anything. You just need to follow him. Yeah, all Twitter. you got to do is say what he He's, said. Yeah, yeah. You know, in a different know, tone, and, uh, and point out the lunacy behind it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see to. 
What does come out of it? What kind of music? You know, you think about a band like Pussy Riot. Uh, Right. Okay, in Russia. You think about um, Trump's uh, absolute, you know, the guy is yet to have a press conference. He had a press conference. Yeah, they said they were going to, you know, they're they're kicking the can down the road. Where they're going to do it after January. You know what the press conference is going to be? Ha, ha, ha. Ha, suckers. Yeah. Fuck you. I I really, I'm, you know, that's, I'll tell you what, the the biggest press get is going to be his tax returns. That's going to be the biggest get. If you can get a hold of those tax returns. And, you know, I, um. I wrote this thing and I, I posted it and basically my feeling is this. Here's here's my conspiracy theory. All right. Okay. I think that Trump was absolutely aware some time ago mm-hmm. that Vladimir Putin was going to fuss around yeah. with the election. Mm-hmm. And that's that was the catalyst for him because mm-hmm. he said all along, it's going to be rigged. It's rigged. Yeah. rigged. Yeah. Of course it was rigged. He just he didn't was, realize it was rigged was in his favor. It, yeah. He didn't realize that, you know, yeah, he that's did. a part he did. Yeah, he did. You knew that? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he kind of yeah, did. He just didn't think it would be rigged so, you know. He just didn't think they'd be able to pull it off. Yeah. That's what he didn't think. That, yeah, and now he's there. He's as surprised as anybody. Yeah, I'm sure he's absolutely as shocked. I think the, the, the combination of Vladimir Putin, you know, sending, because all of these, these, these sites, these are profitable sites. These misinformation sites that are coming out of Eastern Bloc countries. They're not coming out of the heartland. Yeah, these things are being, you know, it's 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 in. I know all these the stands. They know their computers, the Russians. Yeah, they're, they're out they're, there. They're not confused. They don't think it's a complicated. But there's thing. a there's a. It's a combination of that and the fact that Julian Assange seethes at the thought of the Clintons, and so this gives yeah. cover, okay, to both Putin and Trump. Mm. Uh, I don't. He's not allowed to say where he got it from. It's out there. We yeah. just, they can put anything out put there. anything out there. And the thing is, is that, you know, there's a whole bunch of misinformation, and then there's just a whole bunch of information that just is bad shit. It's real, and it's bad. You know, people say things, you know, that they're, that's not supposed to be for public consumption. It gets thrown out there. And then the beauty of it is, is that the, the misinformation people can then take a hold of it and twist it and manipulate sure. it. To well, suit the narrative that they need in order and, to get their and, guy in. And they don't have to do a good job of it because here's here's what I am absolutely convinced of now, which I was pretty sure of it before, but now there is no doubt because I'm a man of evidence. So when you see, you know, if someone says the sun rises in the west and you can plainly see that it's in the east, that's that's a fact. And the person that says that it rises in the West, that's a crazy person. Some things are as simple as that, and some things are a little bit less simple, but still quite as clear to see. All right? So one of those things that is now very obvious to me is that evidence in reality, like the sun rising, does not qualify as evidence to some people. Oh, yeah. That they are going to the people that, that the faith based people, the, which basically means the people that believe what they want to believe because it makes them feel good. All right. Like somebody says, white people are better than black people, and I'm going to kill all your children. Did you hear that? 
I like his message because for some people, they're so bigoted that that's all they wow, care about. That one went way yeah, <laughs> that's all they care about. That's all they care about is is the bigoted message. And so they'll believe anything else that you say, and it doesn't matter if it contradicts reality and you show them facts. So you, you can't talk to these people. You can't be rational. You can't have a rational conversation with an irrational person, and that's where I'm at right now. The evidence is quite clear. There's no denying it. We live among people for whom reality is a matter of opinion. Yes. Reality is what well, they that's decide it. that it it's is. It's easy to, it's very and, easy to fool people, but it's much harder to convince them they've been fooled. But you can't, you can't, I, I really thought that, that, that evidence and reality was a powerful tool. And apparently, it's worthless. Those days, yeah, that's going. That's we, going we're the talking about a level of crazy. We're talking about a level of crazy where you can deny reality when it is staring you right in the face. That's a frightening notion. We live in a, in an outdoor insane asylum. Well, I am here to tell you that this entire thing, all of the Putin stuff, this is all about <clears throat> oil. Yes, because we know his his whole Ukrainian sanctions. Are, the, 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 everything is about oil. Company, his yeah. economy is a hundred percent oil based, and now Trump has got to pay the piper. And the yep. Piper are all the look at the, look at the heat. I, I wrote down that he has put together the 1927 Yankees, oh okay, God. of the, the fossil cabinet. fuel industry, mm-hmm. the, the new murderers row. It's Tillerson, Zinke, mm-hmm. Perry, and Pruitt. And these guys, you know, what world do you live? You know, because what what most people, and this is why I I recommend. You know, I, I I wrote in my thing about how I was going to you know if I was investing, I would go long. On December crude contracts trading at fifty seven sixteen right now, um, that was close on Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay, because America produces the most expensive crude in the world. It costs in Saudi Arabia about twenty bucks a barrel to get a, get a barrel of oil out. Right. Of it. Okay, in Russia, where they can't find fucking technology with two hands, a flashlight, and a roadmap. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. 40, 35, 40 in America, okay? Anywhere from 65 to $100 a barrel to produce a barrel of oil. In the Canadian tar sands, the single dirtiest and most expensive yeah. crude yeah. in the world, in the world. It's like $100 a barrel to make it. So if you want, now that you've got all these people, you know, the, the guy who's running uh, – yeah, you, you know our, our parks department and and what you know all all these people they're going to be drilling. You know it's cricket pump time, baby. The mm-hmm. Halliburton's going to go through the roof because companies that manufacture drilling equipment and install drilling equipment, okay, their stocks are definitely going to go up. But in order for oil companies, American oil companies, to make a profit. Mm-hmm. Drilling for oil here in America, the price globally, because it is a global market. It's a world market. We don't determine the price, okay? It is truly supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Okay? The price has to be at least $65 a barrel. Now, OPEC just got out of their meetings and decided that they were going to lower production in order to try and raise the price. Now, Every time they say this, it sounds like a nightmare, except for the fact that OPEC, the countries that are in OPEC, are not exactly the most, how should I put this, honest, (laughs) okay? And they cheat. They all cheat. They all produce way more than they should. Sounds very anti-Semitic, what you're saying right now. You know, I don't know what else to tell you, 
but they cheat. Okay? And they cheat because most of these countries depend entirely on oil. So if you're telling these people, well, guess what? We're going to get together and have an, have an agreement where you make less money. Well, Saudi Arabia doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Okay? You know, as long as oil's at $30 a barrel, they're up 50% on every barrel. And Lord knows they got plenty of them. Okay? World's largest oil reserves right now? Venezuela. Yeah. Venezuela. Think about that for a second. And they can't get toilet paper. Yeah, they can't. They can't keep the... They literally... Venezuela at one point sent all of its uh, federal workers home for a week in order to conserve electricity. They just gave a week off. Vacation. Yeah. To conserve electricity. But they have the world... The the, uh, World Petroleum Council says that as far as untapped known Mm. oil reserves, Venezuela is... Numero uno. How about that? And I wonder when we're going to invade them. But I, you know, I really think that that it's going to come out. It's going to come out that it's – you know, because Trump teased in 2008. He teased us a little. Yeah. He showed us a little thigh, right? Showed us a little thigh. Mm-hmm. Then in 2012, mm-hmm. he popped that uh, – I'm going to get sick. In, You're making me ill. He popped uh, an extra uh, button. Oh. Popped an extra button, gave you a little more cleavage view there. Right? Oh. But th- during this entire time – what he what he did is he allowed the uh, birth certificate MacGuffin, mm-hmm. okay, to metastasize, okay, knowing full well what a crock of shit it was, but he didn't care because what that did is it galvanized that racist part of the GOP. They loved that shit. They fucking eat mm-hmm. it up with a spoon. So he knew he had them already. Mm-hmm. Now he's. Now Putin comes along and says, I'm going to be fucking around with the election. Perfect. You've got, an, you've got 30, 40 million people who hate the government, mm-hmm. who think everybody is out uh, in favor of the Clintons or the whomever. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. who it is. If it's not your guy, right. then they're out to get your guy. All right. And he knew that. So that's how come he got to say the entire time the election's being manipulated. It's going to be rigged. I don't want to say anything. Because he figured if he lost, he knew the Russia stuff was going to come out. Yeah. Now he's going to have to explain that. And it's interesting that he seems to think so little of our intelligence community, having none himself, obviously. I don't... He's, he thinks so little. Yeah. That's where right, that yeah, sentence period. should have ended. I... That's the thing, I think, of all the things that upset me the most about him is his lack of willingness to say these people know more than I do. About anybody. Yeah. He knows more about physics than nuclear physicists. Are you kidding me? And, and everything at this point is now get, – get ready for everything, everything, okay, to be one of those things like, yeah, how do you keep a moron in suspense? Tell you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's what everything is going to be. I know more. I'll let you know on this date. And then that date's going to come up. He's going to push it back. Mm. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> you're already. That's why you're yeah, eating saltines to yeah, keep, your, amused. keep yeah, your son. Yeah, my, my acid indigestion from this. I I really think that, that it's going to come out. I think that at some point or another, we're going to find out that he knew. He of knew. Of course he, he knew. Was, it's already he out. He spoke. It's, yeah. yeah, but I mean for real mm. out. Like there's, you know, WikiLeaks out. Where the right. paperwork is there, where somebody you know is willing to say I was there on this day, and I still want to see his fucking tax returns. Yeah, no, shut up, loser, you lost, you lost. That was yeah, but that's the beauty of it for him is he got to fall ass backwards mm-hmm. into a situation where he and he alone does not have to show his tax returns. Everybody that's else in the government yeah. does, but not him. 
Mm-hmm. So he, it's a win-win for him because had he lost, he'd have had 50 million people and another four to eight years to have them railing against whoever the fuck he told them to rail against. And it all comes back to oil. Mm-hmm. Tillerson, okay, you think that that $65 a barrel number isn't on his mind when he's going to be traveling around the world looking out for America's interests? That's not America's interest. Let me tell you something straight up. You want cheap gas? Stop drilling for it in America and buy it all from Saudi Arabia. $1.50 a gas. That's it. $1.50 a gallon. I'm saying it right now. Whatever the price of regular unleaded is right now, today, one year from now, dollar higher. One year right. from now, dollar higher. You heard it here. Dollar higher. You want to buy December 2017 buy limit or no, uh, sell limit contracts. You want to buy at fifty-seven sixteen now. Set up your sell limits at sixty-two, then and OPEC's target number is seventy-five. So I'm mm-hmm. going to be setting up my sell limits because buy stops and sell limits going away up. So I'm going to do sell limits at seventy-five, eighty-five, and ninety-five in smaller amounts. But that's what I'm going to do. And normally, what happens at this point, okay, is when you think that oil is going to go up in price, well, what does that lead to? Well, it leads to the cost of everything else going up because 70% of all the goods in this country get to their final point of sale from point of production to final point of sale via what? Truck. Yep. The truck. Everything in your supermarket is delivered by a truck. Okay. So that means inflation would go up. And inflation, when inflation goes up, what do people do? They buy gold. Classic hedge against inflation. Gold is incredibly overpriced right now. Closing price on the COMEX or for the end of the year on December 30th was, was 11.51 an ounce. That is $200 more an ounce than platinum. That's just fucking ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous. It's fear-based completely. Gold hasn't been below $1,000 since January 2009. I, me, okay, I took a look at the amount of contracts and where they were being bid at over the uh, for the future 12 months for the last week on the COMEX. And what surprised me was on the closing day, December 30th, gold for December 17 contracts was down $7. But oil was up. So they what I'm thinking is that the people out there who are playing this game and trying to think about what would make gold go up. Well, fear is what drives gold. That's how come, you know, Lear Capital, you know, and, and what's his name on, on Fox? You know, that's a, those things are as worthless as these wet scorecards and stuff. Just printing money. I put my money in gold and silver, you know, because that's real and it's tangible. Well, yeah, it is real and tangible. On the other hand, you're basically a schmuck because you're paying $1,151 an ounce for something that doesn't go away. Gold doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Once you buy it, you can just remake it again. Just melt it down, and you can never figure out where it's from. Once you've, re- once you've mm-hmm. you know, smelted it down again, it could be – it's just pure gold. Right. It doesn't go away. It doesn't evaporate. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're running out. We're not running out of gold. We really aren't. Yet, gold hasn't been below $1,000 an ounce since January of 2009. I'm, I'm shorting gold. I short right. gold right now. I would take a look. I would sell 
spot month contracts at 1151, and I would set up buy limit orders starting from 950, 1000, 1050, and 1100 going through the months all the way through December 17. And the thing is, gold is a point value of $1 a tick, crude is $10 a tick. So for every penny crude goes up in price, each contract is worth $10 more. It's an expensive commodity to buy, and point values are how they rate. You know how much money you need to have collateralized to to hold on to your contracts if your position isn't flat. So there you go, folks. All right. It's all about oil. Watch oil. Watch gold over the next year. Watch oil and watch gold. Oil. I promise you, they're shooting. They got to get up to sixty-five, or Tillerson won't have done his job. Tillerson's job <sighs> is to get oil to sixty-five. He basically, you know, the interesting thing is he has surrounded himself. With all the people that are in his tax bracket, or lack of tax bracket, right, I should right, say. Right. Okay? There, it's it's sycophancy. It's it's nepotism based on wealth. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. All the people it's around It's oligarchy. Him, it's a plutocracy. It's a plutocracy. He's been, he took a look at, plu, at Putin running a country through plutocratic fear and said, mm-hmm. why not me? Why not now? Sure. And that's how we wound up with Trump. You can scream and yell... And bitch and moan about the Electoral College or we didn't go out there and talk to these people. And, you know, both those things are true. We didn't. We need a road trip. We really do need a road trip. We need to sit down at VFW halls and and eat, you know, you know, fucking boiled chicken with everybody else and sit down and find out what's really on their mind and how they got. The the thing is, it's not just what's on their mind, but how they got to thinking that what you know. Okay, so that's the way you feel. Why? How? They, what? What they, inspired you to feel that they way? They didn't put up an alternative. Hillary and what some of us were saying it for years, already leading up to it. She's not a bad person. There's no genuine reason not to like her. Yet, no one likes her, and and they wouldn't get that through her head. She she did well politically with the Democratic. She's a policy party. She's a geek. Party. Yeah, but the people, you know, the, the, geeks. they had somebody popular. They had somebody filling up stadiums. No, 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 not that old man. Not that guy. We want our establishment person who's been, you know, carrying water for us for so many years. We owe it to her. And Bernie there, Sanders, and there you, you know, go. I, I think about how much, what, what it would have been like in Bernie Sanders' run. Could you imagine the anti-socialist, oh, just, you know, whatever. communist? So what? So what? You th- Listen, nobody was filling up stadiums like he was. Yeah. Even even Good Trump. point. It's the, enth- the enthusiasm gap. Sure. Was and that enormous. was just, and that was with no media coverage whatsoever. None. Zero. He was being ignored. He was filling up stadiums and they were ignoring him and showing a Trump empty podium. All right. <laughs> I know. Uh, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And yet. 2017, here we yeah. are. Welcome to the age of Trump, mm. baby. I'm saying it, though. It's going to be oil. Watch. Oil is going to be the most important thing, I think, to keep an eye on because we have a world surplus right now. China's demand is now going down. Their economy is not what it used to be. Russia depends entirely on two things, oil and arms manufacturing. That's what it yeah. does. It has no other economy. Their massive wheat fields, you know, they're, they're done. Their, their nuclear weapons are, are basically walking out the back door because they can't pay the army. So people are stealing all their weapons and trying to sell them on the black market. That's not like that's not scary enough. I also wrote, I said, all of this advice is contingent upon the fact that we don't blow the place up in the next year. So you, you probably. Right, because he wants to have an arms race. Now, yeah, too. so you probably want to take that into consideration when, uh, you know, speaking with your investment counselor. 
Oil. Watch Not lead. It. Invest in lead. Invest, <laughs> invest in lead. Arm yourself, hippie! Well, I'm telling you. And line that bomb shelter. Line the, well, you've yeah, got your go-car ready, right? You get your go-car I got my right? bug-out vehicle. The my bu- bug-out buggy. You got to love that. All right. We're going to, you know, enough about it. I just, there's so much out there. I, I was looking through all the things that I bookmarked and read, and it was all about that, and I got rid of them all. I, I literally deleted every. I just couldn't take it anymore. I can't. I don't even know what to do other than groove. Tr- groove. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Sold. We keep it going <laughs> with the Thievery Corporation on Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. Uh-huh.
Some of them say Jah is the maker But I say why say And who is to say Cause you make yourself what you are today And only to yourself do you have to prove it So come on let's move it Thanks a lot, and everybody out there buying records by the carton. 
Thanks to the banks and thanks to the labels. Thank you everybody with my record on your turntable. Thanks to the sellers and the distributors. Everybody thank your moms cause she delivered us. Thanks to your pops and gave the drops of life. Thanks to the Lord, the sword, the double knife that I use to fight evil. Like I fight suckers. Damn, I like them, so I wanna thank smuckers. Thanks to my DJ and thanks to my producer. Thanks to the girls cause you let me seduce ya. Thanks to the posse around the way. And thanks to the fans that take away. Just coming to the jams, throw your hands in the air and prove it. Come on, let's move it.
Oh, it's a rhythm, baby. Practice what you preach. From Practice What You Preach came out in 92. Those guys are from Germany. I was, remember about a year ago, I was going through this phase with all these uh, bands, you know, Shaolin Temple Defenders and Poets of Rhythm and the Boogoos are also out of Germany. It's another one. Um, another one of those great bands. Those guys are doing some really good stuff. They actually, that uh, came out originally in 93, and then there's a label called Daptone Records, and they have re-released a lot of the uh, Poets of Rhythm. There's kind of been a resurgence, I guess, in interest in their music, but they've got a lot of really cool stuff that they kind of, you know, that didn't get a lot of play when it came out. Absolutely groovy, really, really funky stuff. Dap. Tone Records. Take a look at their catalog. There's some fantastic stuff in there. And I'm a huge poet. of rhythm fan. Before that, the Electric Elves. It pays to advertise. That is actually the B-side of a 45. They never actually came out with an album, to the best of my knowledge. The, uh, the A-side of that was called Look Me Over. It came out in 1967. That is Ronnie James Dio's original band from upstate New York. And the reason you never really heard about him is because they got into a car accident, like the entire band. And one of the guys died, and mm. three of them were badly hurt. And so that band kind of disbanded. So that's their 45 right there. It pays to advertise for that. One of my favorites, Special Ed. Love Special Ed, man. I could play him all day long. Uh, come on, let's move on. That was a, a 45 that he released. It actually uh, came out eventually later on The Greatest Hits. But he released that as a standalone 45 and. Then, of course, you know, because it's special, there was the 45, then there was the extended play, then there's the 12-inch remix, then there's the Rub-A-Dub-Dub Club extended play 12-inch remix of the remix. Ah. You know, for club play. Before that, uh, shout out to Sean and Dublin for turning me on to this little ditty. Band called The Hunters. And the uh, song is called Russian Spy and I. It's a 45 released in 1966. What's cool about that is the guitar player on that is Jan Ackerman, the guitar player from Focus. Uh, One of my all-time absolute favorites. I say to this very day, the greatest guitar solo. And, you know, let the argument begin. But for me, the greatest guitar solo on a studio album is the guitar solo from the song Anonymous Part 2 from Focus 3. And the song itself is recorded live in the studio. Okay? Okay. Like, uh, what what, uh, uh, Lou Reed, The Blue Mask, is recorded live in the studio, except for like one guitar solo, as I recall. They had to overdub something on that. But it's recorded, and it's just fantastic. And Jan Ackerman really is one of the, the unknown guitar heroes of rock and roll. Some of the things, the uh, the fade-in where he would use the volume knob with his pinky so that when he would play a note, it doesn't go bang, it goes like that. So it has more mm-hmm. of a sound of a string section right. coming in. Okay, Steve Morse now does that better than anybody. Um, but Yan Ackerman used to do that a lot. And that was uh, one of his first bands, The Hunters, Russian Spy and I am kicking off Thievery Corporation, The Hearts of Lonely Hunter. That one feature, features uh, David Byrne from Talking Heads uh, on vocals there. Uh, the album is called The Cosmic Game. It came out in uh, 2004. And it's kind of like each song, you know, Thievery Corporation does a lot of this shit. That's why they're called the Thievery Corporation. All right. They have a bunch of different people doing vocals on that. And there's a series of CDs they have out. That one's my favorite, The Cosmic Game. And so, uh, you know, and I'm a big Talking Heads fan. We, you know, we love David Byrne because he's a fucking genius. Yep. 
So there's that. So, you know, I don't have, I'm, I'm not going to waste my time with the other stickloch, as my mother would. There's too much yes. stickloch. Right. There's stickloch. You give me the, the adjective, the stickloch, I, I can't deal with it anymore. So you know what that means. It's time for me to take care of the people who take care of me. Yeah. Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida, 954-247-9362, bumper to bumper. If you've got a car, he can fix it. And I mean any car. I'm actually looking forward. This is my time of year. It's coming up now. Barrett Jackson time. It's Barrett Jackson Scottsdale time. Coming up, um, I think, in the third week of January. So, you know, I will be glued to my television watching that. I love watching the Barrett Jackson, particularly like the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday lineups of cars just to see what they have. And, and I'm on their their email list. So mm-hmm. I get like, you know, there are these guys out there. It's like this year, so-and-so is selling his collection. Like, you know, these, these people who have amassed these incredible collections. And they just had a javelin. They had a, they, 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 they had a picture of one of these javelins by this guy. It's just, oh, Lord in heaven. I don't ask for much. <laughs> I really don't. Okay, is it too much to ask? It's too much. Is it too much yes. to ask to have a numbers matching 1971 <laughs> Emmy Cuda convertible with less than a thousand miles on it? Am I asking too much? You're asking. Too I much. know it's a two million dollar car, but Hashem, come on, baby, throw one at me, Dave. The entire crew over there, these guys totally get the job. As a matter of fact, I'm due. I'm, I actually just took a look at the uh, thing, so I'm going to be cruising on in Pompano Beach. It is just off Atlantic Avenue, just off 95. It is the place where people who love their cars take their cars in. All you got to do is walk into that garage once, take a look at what's sitting in there and go, yeah, this is where I belong. Because if anybody, anybody who owns a car like that takes it here, they're gonna be able, he's going to be able to do whatever the hell it is I've got. He's got a really cool car from like 1930-something. It looks like one of those gangster cars with the suicide doors. Oh, I love those. Yeah, I know. But it's better. Both doors are suicide doors. They both... Both front and back doors open suicide. So it's not like the um, you know the oh, old okay. Lincolns that went like that. Yeah. They both open. The front part opens. I see. On Ooh, both doors. Very weird. Which I, yeah, which I thought was strange and heavy, too. When you close this door, it's like, boom. You know, it's, you know from the 30s, it's got to be bulletproof. <laughs> so I guess. what can I say? 954-247-9362. Of course, you can go to the SoFloRadio.com website. Click on the box that says Tony C's SoFlow Groovathon. You're going to see links for every single show I have ever done, all available to be listened to and or downloaded for free. Indeed. Okay. And above every link, you'll see every song played on that show. So guess what? Every song I've ever played listed on that page. You want to see variety? I challenge you. I, I, I hereby throw down the challenge. If you've got another show on the radio, anywhere, on the air, okay, that's got that diversity of music, I beg of you to tell me about it because I will become an instant fan, an instant fan. I found some some really cool new shows. I was talking about Atlantic mm-hmm. Tunnel where they're doing all the great, uh, all the really cool old stuff from, uh, from, from England and Ed Rogers and those guys, and they really know their shit too, which is cool. I found some pretty cool stuff on uh, Little Cloud Radio, I think it's called. And uh, you know, there's some pretty cool shows out there. And I, so I spoke about some of the other shows that I was that I was listening to on uh, FMU on uh, um, or uh, FDU, fairly 
Dickinson University's radio station. They've actually got some pretty cool tracks there. You know what that means? Yeah, it's time for the drive groove, baby. I've got I put it together. You know, I can't imagine. I just don't understand why I haven't gotten around to playing this guy, Jeff Healy, um, who passed away, I guess, uh, shit, 2008, 2009, late, late 2000, you know, in that, that region in there. And this year, they finally came out with a whole bunch. His family got back together and dug up a whole bunch of the stuff that he hadn't finished yet. Like he'd recorded it, but it hadn't been mastered. You know, it hadn't been mastered in the studio yet. And they got together and mastered a whole bunch of Jeff Healy's tracks that he had yet to release. So it's new Jeff Healy seven years after he died, and the family got in. The family, the family got in. It wasn't like somebody else trying to take advantage of it. The family wanted to do it. So when it, you know, for for that reason, if no other, I'm totally in support of it. Because you know, I hate it when these guys. How many? How many more Tupac records you think there are out there? Uh, I don't know. Five, six. five, five, six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. You know. And now, now he's going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. As I've said before, you know what Tupac is spelled backwards? Kaput. Oi. Whoops. We kick off the drive groove. Jeff Healy, Days of Night on SoFloRadio.com.
the unmistakable sound of the guitar of John Schofield, one of my all-time favorite guitar players. Classic tune right there, Soldier in the Army, Lord. It's a big army. That is from an album he put out in 2009 called Piety Street. Uh, John Cleary, uh, I've played him before. He's the keyboard player on that. The bass player on that is uh, the guy from the, the, uh, from the meters, from the funky meters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... Don't ask me. George Porter. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Sorry. I, <laughs> I knew I had it in there somewhere. I swear to God I did before that. Yeah, baby. Albert Lee and Vince Gill doing Country Boy. That is a live version from the Crossroads Festival back in 2007. That's a couple of flat pickers right there for you. Before that, a flat picker of flat pickers. I can't have a opening show for a year without some Doc Watson. I have to. I have to. From the essential Doc Watson, that is Whistlin' Rufus and Ragtime, and he put those two songs together. Before that, pretty cool little band out of Brazil, Retro Forgetties, and that is Surf-O-Matic. Cool-ass tune. Uh, the album uh, itself is called Avatar. Retro Forgetties came out uh, about 10 years ago. Just, these guys are cool. Okay, if you, you know, it all sounds like that. It's all Groovis Maximus. I love that stuff. And kicking off the set, yeah, don't know how I haven't gotten around to Jeff Healy yet. Days, which is D-A-Z-E, Days of the Night from Heal My Soul. That just came out this year, 2016. So uh, his first new stuff um, since he passed away several years ago. Uh, There was something I wanted to point out that's coming up this weekend down here in Florida. I'm going to it again. It's the third annual Freedom Riders Wounded Warriors of South Florida benefit. It is at the American Legion Post 36, which is on State Route 84. It's just off I-95. It's uh, right near the airport. You take uh, 95 State Route 84. You go east. It's on the right-hand side. You'll see it. A lot of fun and a very good cause. Uh, My friend, Colonel Gary Schmidt. His band's going to be playing there, Flying Blind. There's a couple other bands playing. Uh, you know, that we need to have this at all, I think, is a Shonda. Yes. Okay? No problem sending these guys off to war to fight for our oil, but when they come back, you know, where's the money? Oh, I'm sorry. I spent that on the Senator so-and-so off-ramp, which goes to the Congressman so-and-so casino, so we don't have any money for the vets. Fuck you! Is that, yeah. Yeah. yeah is that, that about funny. right? I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I came through. Yeah. Well, we do need it. And so uh, this is the third time that they are doing it. It's the third time I'm going. I'm going every year. I'm, I won't miss. This is the one thing I'm not going to miss um, because I know that I sit here by, to a great degree, by their grace, by their patriotism by their strength, by their courage, because they decided that they were going to put on the uniform and say, well, you, you think Tony's not allowed to say what he wants to say and play what he wants to play? You're coming through me. It's going to fucking hurt. All right? So I have all the respect in the world for our men and women in uniform in, in every branch. I have several friends that are currently in, several friends that uh, many friends now because of my age that have retired, my friend Ed Martinez from the Air Force. You know, we went to high school together. And so I tried, you know, to, to make these things. And this one, I won't be missing this. It is the Freedom Riders Wounded Warriors of South Florida Benefit. 
It is at American Legion Post 36, and it is this Saturday, which is January the 7th. It starts at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It'll be going on for five, six, seven hours. A lot of fun, good value for your money, too. You know, you, you get your burgers, and you know you buy one thing, you get your burgers and your hot dogs and your beers and, and all that stuff. But spend money. Go put money in your kitty because these, you know, last year when I was there, there was a uh, group of Marines, and they're, they're 19. They're 19 and 20-year-old kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're ready to go. They're ready to go, man. They're ready to go and fight. You know, I say fight for my freedom. I'm not even going to bring the rest of it. They're ready to go and fight for my freedom. Say what you will about what the politi- you know, what the politicians are sending them there for. That's not my concern. Not right. now, not here, not for this. So I encourage anybody, anybody who is down here to please show up at this i go this is you know like i said this is the third year they're doing it it's going to be my third year going and i couldn't be prouder couldn't be prouder show because i don't have the yabos didn't have the yabos say it flat out man i'm a pussy compared to these guys okay they stood the post and i didn't have the yabos to do it and so i worship them and i am grateful and you know for anybody out there who wants to show a little gratitude you know, that I can say, fuck you to whoever the fuck I want, all right, show up, and don't say it to them, because <laughs> that, uh, that, that, would, that would wind up bad, I think, I think that would be a bad thing, so, like I said, uh, Freedom Riders, Wood Warriors of South Florida, this Saturday, 2 o'clock, uh, at American Legion Post 36 on State Route 84, starting at about 2, I'll be there, come on by, say hello, and, you know, Give a handshake, man. Give a handshake. Buy a burger. Have a bud. It's all for. It's all for. It really is all for a good cause. You know, you and I have said this before. You can't send a twenty-year-old off to war and think that he's not coming back changed in right. some way. He is going to need some help, some way or another, mentally, physically, whatever. And we need to be there for them. We need to be there for them, and, and I couldn't be prouder to do it. All right. There it is. Season three, episode one. Stop banging on the table. You like the idea? Uh, yeah. I, smooth transition, <laughs> Yeah, baby. yeah. Uh, very happy we've done this show. Of course, George sitting right next to me, making sure. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. We no fixes today. Nope. No fixes. Normally, we have to go back and... Uh, don't tell them that. We don't tell them it's that. It's live. It's raw. It's live. It's raw. <laughs> we never get anything wrong. What world are you right. living in? I'm going to be coming back again in two weeks. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try and do the exact same thing again, except I'm going to try and do it just a little bit better. As always, for myself and Gramps Master Flash, it is aloha and peace. Good night, Mom.
Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood. This is SoFloRadio.com.